but I went to the CVS um, uh, to get ice cream with all this white guilt money that I got, and we'll talk about that later. Um, so I got ice cream, and I got a Heineken, but I didn't have my ID, so... But anyways, uh, I digress. This was... Can they can they ID people of color now? Like I, I feel like they we've got a moratorium <laughs> on that. I don't know. Yeah. He was he was he was he was so white he was red. So like <laughs> the person at the counter. So I was like, okay. I was like, whatever, dude. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my beer whether you want me to get it or not. And so yeah. But anyways, I'm in line, and you know social distancing, respect. And the security guard is complaining and talking to this black woman, middle aged black woman, which truly. All day, middle-aged black women, and she was going in on him. She, she was like, because he was complaining about dogs. She's like, well, why can't people have dogs? People can always have dogs here. Like, why is this a problem now? Why is this always a, a problem for you now? And she did not have a dog. On she did not have a dog. I did not see a dog. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is tension. Like, this is just like built up frustration and i wanted to go in too but i was like this is this is your punching bag so i'm gonna let you have it she's going fucking in on him like don't you tell people to do with dogs whatever whatever her husband comes and he has a dog so apparently she did have a dog and, then she, <laughs> and she was like you don't uh, what she said she's like you don't know me like that that's what she said you don't know me like that which truly is one of the most new york things ever like it's the best it's like you don't know me like that and it's true he did it um uh and he was like uh, and so, like, I was really excited and happy about that. What was also great that I, I, um, is that when I when I left the CVS, um, she was walking next to me, and she complimented me on my Pride sneakers. I have these. Oh. I have these Pride sneakers. Yeah, for those of you who are watching the live stream at home. Um, so I have these Pride sneakers, and she was like, "Those are great sneakers," and I was like, "That's a great dog." And we start, and her dog was like very well put together. And I was like, what? what kind of dog was it? I yeah. don't know dog types, but it was a smaller type, a smaller type of dog, a dog that you can carry. But she was like, but he, he was complaining that like you have to lift up your dog. She was, she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, sneakers are dirtier than dogs. So, um, <laughs> so like, yeah, we get, we get to talking. She's so nice, so friendly, very, it's so New York where it's just like, literally you see this person screaming at someone and then five yeah. minutes later they're like oh my god how are you how's everything because like that energy is not an extreme energy yeah it's just they're- like i'm coming at you but this is not me at my most me at my most is fucking wailing at you well i think new yorkers typically have a uh, a speed uh where it's like this is survival uh, this is how I get things. At, this is how I get my prescription at CVS. Mm-hmm. This is how I uh, get my swipe at, you know, like the MTA or whatever. Like, I need to reach a certain point where people respect me or, or listen to me. And then that's not me, actually. That's just kind of like I'm a normal person, uh, oftentimes a lovely person. <laughs> but basically, mm-hmm. it's like everybody has that speed in New York where they're just kind of like, well, I got to exactly. hit into but, gear. But, but when you think yeah. about that, because we... I, um, are we all native New Yorkers here? And it's fine if we're not. But no, no, I'm a California guy. Yeah, and so well, but maybe you'll get this because I feel like they're very different energies, and I think California people really see New York energy in a very clear way. Um, oh yes, they avoid us. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like you're you're like shell shocked. Um, but but because you're like things are kind of like there are people there, but not like here, and so right. there is this overall. The, the 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 city is trying to destroy you at all times. I feel 
And so you have that and you are already a little on the defensive. And I think you start to build that as you live in New York. Now, think about that. Now, think about the fact that you're a black person. Now, think about the fact that you're a woman. Yeah. Okay. She's had to. She's so had to stop that's her. why truly yeah. black women are the best because there is they're They're just like, they're ready for it at all times because they're getting it at all times. And it's like, and, and they get no respect and like forever. That's why I've always like, but that's why also like gay culture loves black women because they have the confidence they wish they could ever attain, but they're caked in privilege um, to ever really earn it. Like, they want to have what black women have, but black women have earned it. And so there's so much appropriation, particularly with white gays, with like black, well, black queer culture as well as black females. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the point of it is. It's just an observation. Uh, well, you know, well, speaking about uh, gay culture, uh, today uh, the Supreme Court uh, decided that uh, 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 people who are LGBTQ uh, are people, uh, or you know, or close. Well, keep in mind, uh, and the reason why these cases <laughs> people are their equivalent. Yeah, but here's the thing: the reason why these cases happen because people are attacking our rights. So, like, you know. People are going to complain, and then the Supreme Court is like, just the fact that they took it pissed me off. Like, I was just like, no, no, let us, but I think, like, this things, these things have to be done to sort of remind people, but it's not really going to stop them. And I think, like, that's something that, I hate to be, like, a pessimist about these things, but, like, I don't know. Like, how many times do we have to tell you? That we're people. Like, people can't get past yeah. the fifth grade when they're like, uh... Ooh, this is icky. Ooh, this is gross. I was like, I'm sorry. I suck dick and eat ass. Get over it. Please (laughs) get over it. That is an insidious thing about uh, these opinions sometimes is that in uh, reasoning through it, they do sort of lay out a roadmap for if a company were looking for uh, a basis to fire somebody, they know like, okay, we can't say it for this reason. Uh, but it, it does sort of lay out and say like, but you can you know still lay off or fire them for these other reasons. And so as long as this yeah. isn't like in the paper trail, like you can still accomplish the uh, the 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 bad aim or the bad goal with it. Uh, so that's always a thing to watch out for as well, or, or ways that people try to get around these statutes in the future. It's sort of the same thing we saw with um, the religious liberty thing, like in the uh, the gay cake case. You guys remember that? Yeah. So yeah, just sort of, it sort of laid out uh, a specific exemption that a company could follow, therefore, uh, in a future instance. Uh, so that's the thing you have to be careful for. The it, it really it's it's interesting that you know you're bringing up about like reminding people that you know that you know people you know whatever gay people are people. It's like I was reading one of the original cases that were brought up, and it was basically I, I it's just like it boggles my mind a man. Who's like a parachute instructor uh, or skydiving instructor? Uh, told a woman who would be strapped to him, like she said, I, she maybe she was uncomfortable being strapped to a man or something like that. And he said, "Don't worry, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent gay." And then he got fired for that. And, and I mean, wow! Like yeah. to complain, to complain but that also, a gay man also, said he's gay. There are multiple <laughs> layers to that because uh-huh. he dismissed his male privilege by saying he was gay. She's still uncomfortable because he's a man. Okay, like, I understand that. That does not dismiss go. that trauma. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, it's like it's something that's like that's fascinating that that those things happened. Um, sure. 
But yeah, like yeah, he got fired for that. And truly, like nothing's gayer than skydiving. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> gayer than that. I I won't even try it. No, I'll you tell won't, you that you much. Won't even, yeah, you won't even try it. You, you won't even do the work to even get ready for it. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's why I will never like eat out a straight guy because like you're not you're not you have not done the work for me to do this. I always wonder that. Like, do like I I I always feel like there there is this um there uh myth that uh, gay men want to turn straight men and maybe you know sometimes there it is, is true. about making out with them. Yeah, for sure, that'd be fun. Like that's like a <laughs> like that's like a fun thing. And also it's like also like I think sexuality is very fluid and I think there's sure. more bi and gay people than not. And so because there's this general aura of I think like particularly with like if you could do it, if you could make out with someone who's attractive who's not interested in me, I think we've all been attracted to someone who's not interested in us. Who's the most not interested in me than someone who doesn't have share my sexuality? Sure. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I think there's exactly. that there. But we're not interested in I'm not interested in turning anyone. I'm interested in having a good time. And yeah. uh, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized I want someone who knows what they're doing, surprisingly. Um, yeah. If you're listening out there and you're single, uh, Lou Gonzalez. Yeah, I want someone. Yeah. Who, and also, like, it doesn't – you don't have to be single. Um, <laughs> in regards that, like, if you're in an open relationship. Sure. That's my heteronormative. Oh, well, not heteronormative. It's just you're just – you're normative. Like, there's people <laughs> – there's heteros who are in open relationships who are poly – like these things are real. It's yeah. just that we've been told a certain story. Now, are poly relationships healthy? I don't think so because I don't think people are healthy. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah. I um, with, when it comes to the poly thing, I always uh, I'm like, how good are you at scheduling? You know, yeah. like that just seems like a scheduling nightmare. I'm bad enough with one person well, and a cat. Well, you know? for me, the question, the question, because what it is is like. It's also like, oh, well, I'm going to hook up with this person. I think it's more about, like, energy and time. Like, for me, I am a very selfish person, and, like, I want attention on me. Yeah. Um, And so to see that someone is splitting their energies elsewhere devalues them in my mind and and vice versa. There's no, no one could be like, I love everyone. No, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah, there's a premium um, to monogamy for sure. Yeah, like there's listen, there's pluses and minuses to all these things. And I think in, you know, in each stages of our life we do different things. And I can like I have friends who are poly and God bless them and you know they do their thing and and surprisingly they're attractive. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that like most people who are in like poly relationships are attractive. Um uh, or who are really are very charismatic. That's also another thing. I, I often find people who are, you know, this is like ridiculous. I'm, I'm sorry to make this. Uh, uh, I feel like when when people are, in, are are poly, they're very like they're very measured. Like they're very like calm. Maybe not, but like I just feel like they kind of they, they're they're able to hold their feelings in or whatever. Like I think they're able like to reserve- express them. Sometimes they're able to express themselves better. Sure. But I think in a more presentable way that seems palatable because they can't re- necessarily rock the boat. That's exactly what I was getting at. I feel like when you are in a one, you know, you're in a relationship, monogamous relationship, 
uh, you can kind of like have this wide range of like expression uh, because that other person is going to deal with it. But like when you're like poly, like you're kind of like are always still in the dating game. You know, you just kind of like you're like still presenting yourself being like, oh, I, I'm, I want you to hang out with me tonight. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That, and also, it, depends on the, it very much depends on the person. I think people definitely take advantage of monogamy and people take advantage of poly relationships. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure there are successful poly relationships. I just have not been in one. Um, <laughs> and again, if two of you are out there, uh, his name is Lou Gonzalez. <laughs> why are you limiting it at two? <laughs> like, that's wild. There's that heteronormative shit again. Alexis. This whole podcast is about deprogramming Alexis's uh, and, and truly, and world truly, view. I am not. I am not labeling what makes you ignorant. You're just ignorant. <laughs> And I don't necessarily know what is it that's generating. And that's the thing. It goes both ways. Like, I can't be angry at you for mislabeling me. And I can't yeah. mislabel you, but what makes you stupid? Like, well, no, I'm ignorant. I'm old school. I listened to Julio Iglesias' yeah. album America today. That's that's all I did. God bless. Because so. truly, it's like, oh, do you not like me because um, I'm gay? Or do you not like me because I'm Hispanic? Or do you not like me because I'm a very charismatic person? Like, there's lots of reasons not to like me. Yeah. Um, also, I've fucked people over before. And so, like, those are valid reasons not to like me. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know? That's what makes us human, man. When you're living life, how can you not fuck people over to get what you want? <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's how people become successful. Yeah. Look at you, Alex. <laughs> for those who, are watching, for those who are, are watching the video, I'm alternating between a beer and a milkshake. <laughs> It it actually looks so weird. It barely registered my mind, and I thought I was seeing two different days. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, I think Lou is." Nah, man. Um, I'm all about about uh, living the parallel universe currently, <laughs> like in it. Um, now, to get back to the um, uh, this court case, uh, the uh, conservative Twitterati or whatever seem to be very upset about this. Um, now, Alex, like, uh, and uh, we'll get the real scoop from Lou in a second, uh, because I know that, like, basically is a real scoop. But, Alex, basically the fear that the conservatives have is that this will make their life hell when it comes to firing people. Like, what, what are they talking about? I mean, there's a, there are lots of reasons everyone's losing their shit. Um, the one of the big ones, obviously, is that this was a, an opinion crafted by uh, Neil Gorsuch, uh, who was uh, put up as a conservative justice and then uh, endorsed by uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, a, a Bush appointee. Uh, so some folks uh, see this as a betrayal of conservative value, whatever, um, on, on that end. And then, uh, yeah, and the, and the other aspect is there are people who, like, really want to uh, be able to fire their people. And they're concerned that this will restrict uh, their ability to pick uh, their employees uh, and to pick the employees that they want to uh, represent their business. So, yeah, so th- that's, the, that's the practical uh, thing of it. And then, you know, there are other stuff, too. You know, uh, Ben Shapiro tweeted a thing about this being a betrayal of, uh, of originalism. Uh, you know, the founders didn't intend, uh, you know, for the Constitution to be applied this way. Uh, the people who crafted the legislation uh, didn't include uh, these protections in the original law. So, you know, the court is being activist in this case. Yeah. It, let's get to 
Let's get to originalism real quick because that is one of the biggest uh, crocs of shit. Oh, oh most horseshit. Uh, yeah, Can uh, you interpretation. Explain of to me what originalism is because I don't sure. really pay attention to people so, who are fucking stupid. So, <laughs> so all right, sit um, down, Lou. Uh, let me tell you. All right. So basically, originalism is a school of constitutional thought uh, that basically says that when we're interpreting cases on a on the basis of whether or not they're constitutional, we have to uh, attack and approach them from the way the founders would have. The thinking being that because it's immediately dismissed because they all had slaves. Shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. I don't, I'm just immediately dismissed. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot. Any person who is human cannot have that opinion because if that's the case, then your relationship with your parents should be sparkling clean. If it is not, then shut the fuck up. Because your parents' intentions, they were they had the best of intentions, right? Or not. <laughs> so then shut the fuck up. Because That's I, a great, I don't want to I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna hear whatever lies you have to make so that you can be a bigot. So it's like it, it I feel it's like Twitter and all these things, like obviously those are cesspools. But what they've created is that they've given people the false the false idea that their ignorance is valid. Um, and, and it's sad because there's no real exchange of ideas. People are just feeding into each other's shit. Like, there's so many liberals that I could, I do not want to have to talk to. Because I don't consider myself necessarily a liberal. I'm just a person who has, who's trying to understand the world around me. Um, and everyone has such hard opinions on things based on nothing. Um, and I don't know, why are we validating people whose opinions have always been about tearing other people down rather than understanding them? One of the worst ones I remember, and this also is about gay rights, is um, in Texas, they had a, a sodomy, anti-sodomy law, you know, and obviously who gets prosecuted for that one? And uh, Clarence Thomas, who's an originalist as well, he wrote in his, rev- in his dissent, uh, he said, um, well, this is a really silly law that obviously targets gay people, but the founders didn't protect gay people, so there's nothing I can do about it. And, I mean, you got to really – how bad is the layers, that? The right. layers of irony in that are fascinating. Um, I think – well, obviously, Clarence Thomas is trash. You know, he's a sexual harasser, but um, uh, uh, abuser, um, homophobe, uh, other things. Um, but he was nominated, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's multiple abusers on that, so we should be real proud of ourselves. Um, yeah. I think I, I think overall, like, like, while I'm happy that this happened, this is also three or four days removed from the executive order that has uh, really hurt a lot of our trans family in terms of being able to uh, get the required help that they need. Um, and how there's a lot of great distrust um, in the queer community of, like, uh, of of hospitals, of medical institutions, because yeah. I don't know, the AIDS epidemic wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So it's it's something that is very real, and it's something that like, you know, like I think that's the thing that's hard is like, these things, so many things are happening right now, you know, like, pandemic. Uh, uh, black people are getting well continuing to get killed but now people are noticing it and fighting against it and then also this is happening and I think all of it boils down to humanity I don't know treat everyone as if they were you 
don't know, maybe follow the fucking golden rule, the Bible yeah. that you fucking jerk off to every night, <laughs> and maybe we wouldn't have these problems. It, you just you brought up an interesting point, and that's kind of what I wanted to get to about this uh, LGBTQ law about um, uh, not firing people for uh, you know uh, being uh, gay or, or lesbian. And basically, the reason why they're upset, the reason why conservatives are upset, is because they hate gay people, and they want to fire gay people for being gay and stick it to them. Like they want to say you're fired for being gay. Like they don't want. Are, like you can fire all, you can fire somebody for anything. Them conservatives and why are we not calling them bigots? Why, right, right, why are right. we? Why are we creating? Why are we validating these bigots? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing right. that? We're giving them like just because they have money and a network does not mean that they are not what they are. They're bigots and they're racist, and they. And uh, and they're sexist and and they're about oppressing people, and be out of fear, out of not understanding. And not all of them are active abusers, but they definitely protect abusers. And so you can't necessarily, you know, like you know, you know, I, I, they they went from like all you know from the KKK to the alt right. It's like all this rebranding. I was like, listen, this is too confusing for me. You know, <laughs> that's um, part of it. You're a bigot. So like, let's just call them bigots. I don't like, and and that's that fucking upper echelon, like to quite to be quite frank, white people shit. Like they're just like, I'm going to, I want to be respectable. It's like why? Why are you being respectable for people who are showing you no respect? You're absolutely right, and I, I will rebrand. I will. I will uh, I'm. Le- I'm. It's a learning moment for me. Uh, I will call them bigots yeah. because. You can fire somebody for fucking anything in this country. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Just change their schedule to like 9 a.m. or whatever, or 9 p.m. and just be like, I can't make it. Oh, okay, you're fired. Like, literally, there's a thousand reasons you can be fired in this country. And to be upset that you can't say it's because they're gay is 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 so telling. But here's the that thing. Bigot, they're, already, they're already making excuses. Right. They just want to be obtuse about it. They want to be lazy about it. You know, they're yeah. like, hey, I don't like Roger. This fucking hair is stupid. It's like, you can't do that. All right, fine. That's hard. I'm going to go to the Supreme Court. <laughs> like, you can't, like, why so much work to be that lazy? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a lot of work does go into these cases. There's, there's so much intrinsically broken at these people's core that, that there's so much anger and there's so much fear. And, and you have to ask yourself why. Like, why are these people... And I think we were referring to it earlier. It's that pressure. Everyone is like, everyone is pressured and 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 feels like they're put up against the wall or things like that. And also, have been raised wrong. But I don't know, like, how? Why is it such a big deal of your energy to shut someone else down? What's your fucking damage? It has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with your but life. What is what is it about them personally? Because it's a personal thing. Like yeah. something has happened, something has damaged, and that's why, like, truly, mental health is a big thing that needs to be handled in this country. Because that's a mental health issue. To do 100%. that, to put in all that work, there's something broken in you. White supremacy is a mental health issue. It's yeah. a disease. Uh, bigotry is a mental health issue. It's a disease. Like, what is it that's what is what is it that's generating these things? Because it's not healthy. It's no one feels good about this. Even when they win, they're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
They're like, yay, I get to be angry at gay people. It was like, you already were. <laughs> you just yeah. spent all this money and time. Like, the yeah, for well, what? That, and that's the crazy thing, too, about this litigation is, like, usually by the time it gets to the Supreme Court, like, you know, people have died. Um, like I think the, you know, the, the cake boss, uh, whatever cake, cake bigot, uh, like I think his business shut down in the interim. Uh, like all these things are about making, you know, making your old Testament point or whatever. Like, you know, I'm right. I'm going to carry this through to the end, uh, be a crusade. And for what, like in the end, it's like, you know, you're known like, okay, dude, congrats. You're known for being the guy who uh, wouldn't bake these gay guys a cake. What's it get you? Because truly, you're, like, gay people make better food anyways. It's, like, it's not even. It's not even a not even a matter of contention. Like, I I had this argument with a friend about the um the the cake. Was was that in um Montana? Uh I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I I think it was in Montana because well well I told my friend you know and th- here's the other thing that it's there's bigots and there's like it's, these kind of was, soft uh, bigots. It was Colorado. I'm sorry. Oh, Colorado. There you go. There's like bigots and there's like these people who are like softly bigoted who are kind of like, all right, well, if a guy will make you a cake, just go to the go to another store. You know, like they're kind of like they, they, they give them a pass in a weird way. And I just it just boggles my mind. Like put yourself in their shoes. Like you go into a store and you ask them to make you something. And based on your based on something you cannot change, they they say no. I mean, you would. The way the way these white people react when uh, a black person gets accepted to Yale over you know whatever some reason like that they claim yeah to the like, point oh. to the point like that's the thing that's crazy like to bring up your point with, about the Yale thing to the point where they use and subjugate other minorities to make their case for them yeah yeah it's disgusting mm-hmm. and that's and. You don't see me not wanting to talk to white people. I mean, truly, I don't want to talk to them right now. Like, give me a month. But like, <laughs> this is an all Latino podcast right go. now, folks. I mean, truly, like, I'm sorry. Like, every white person knows. Like, now is not the time to be talking to a minority. Like, now is just not the time. <laughs> now is not the time. It's not true for me, ladies. Yeah, let them walk uh, it off. Come back in a month. First of all, everyone knows fucking's different. <laughs> oh, everyone knows. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not act like that's not a thing. Literally, thank I was you. texting with an Italian guy the other day, and I was like. Am I gonna do this? And I'm in my head. I'm like, I think I'm gonna do this. Um, well, <laughs> Italian guys get a pass as white. So. I mean, the thing is, it's like they they use enough seasoning for me to get fooled. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's it it's it's so it's so wild how like, there's levels. Obviously, yeah, they're right. There's levels to this. But at the end of the day, it still boils down to you being like, ugh, icky, gay. All of it boils down to that. Like, you can't, do not hide behind the Bible because the Bible is full of things that you break. That's why you go to confession. Like, if you want, like, you're looking at having sex as a high crime, but you fucking have sex out of wedlock and jerk off all the time. So, like, I don't, I think, like, if you if you wanted to, like, level it up i would say like you know sodomy is kind of like jerking off (laughs) that's what i think about it like that's the level that it should be but you're treating it like it's murder and i'll tell you i like sodomy way better than jerking i'll tell you what sure i've i've demolished some ass but (laughs) i don't kill people 
It sounds yeah. like I am, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that they named it. Imagine like your city becoming uh, the just the that word, you know, <laughs> for hey, I know, fucking I know it, it, like oral and Buddy, anal. I'm from Felt, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from I'm from Gaping Hole, Nebraska. <laughs> I'm from Come Too Quick, Florida, and uh, I apologize. Uh, I'm from um, I'm hungry pig fuck. Uh, Daytona. Oh no, Daytona is a city, Florida. <laughs> it's a town. It's a county of Daytona. It's a street. It's a street. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry cum pig Avenue. Oh man! <laughs> when I think about it, Gamora, really did get the uh, short end of the stick on that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Sodom is is anal and oral, and Gamora is like a uh, ghosting. It's so. It's so yeah, like I do think there are definitely worse things that are normal than oh. sex. You know? Oh, you yeah. got to be. I mean, you're speak, preaching to the choir here, uh, and uh, uh, you know, it, there's that toxic masculinity uh, uh, portion of it where it, it like, for example, when when and I think like it's, maybe it's I want I want to put an age on it, but it's it's true for any age when men feel uh, threatened by a gay man when they like a woman or something like that, it's just like your logic has gone backwards. Well, what it is, you know, you know what I think it is? I think, because it's the same way, like, the way white people are sort of afraid of black people in terms of getting their rights. Because mm. they're afraid that they're going to do to them what they do to others. Ah, that's a great point. And so the way, you don't like thinking that I'm thinking of you the way you're thinking of a woman. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be thinking of a woman that way if you feel that bad. Or let me think about you and suck my dick. <laughs> because how's it gonna how's it gonna hurt sucking someone's dick? And that's what I tell straight guys all the time. How's it gonna hurt? You? I know. I know. It's I a read tool those DMs. that you could use later. <laughs> and all yeah. of you guys want to be like, oh, I want to suck your dick. I was like, I can't suck mine. I need help. <laughs> Uh, and again, if any four of you are out there, his name is Lou Gonzalez. Um, now, uh, to switch topics, um, the uh, there was an explosion in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, recently because um, a man was uh, who fell asleep uh, in a drive-through uh, line and uh, cut to an hour later, and he gets murdered by the police. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like people will look at this. It, it really is uh, like a Rorschach test because, like, um, we have a man who is like you know he's driving under the influence or whatever, and he's asleep uh, in the whatever. Parking it's annoying. under the influence, really. But um, he was parked. Yeah, part, because part, yeah. he was drunk and he knew right. that he was drunk. Right. No. So no, that's that. that you're right. But. Um, but the thing that people don't get, the people who don't understand defund the police, is a man was asleep parked, and it ended with him being murdered. So what was the service done, you know, by the police here? And, and in fact, I don't even think we needed to involve the police at all. You know, somebody could have knocked on the window and said, hey, you know, can you move or whatever, or left him alone or whatever, you know. But... Again, yet again, 
the police involve themselves and they don't de-escalate or fix the situation. They escalate it. They escalate it wildly into a murder. And, you know, I'll, I'm, I'll admit, when I was younger and even, like, recently, I was, I was always, like, ambivalent about police. I was kind of like, yeah, they kind of do a bad job, but they also maybe kind of do a good job. And then, like, I guess my eyes were closed because once you start seeing, like, the way they handle every single matter, you're like, wow, like, every time they're involved... There, there is a chance somebody's going to be murdered, and that's not right. We need a new way. I, I, I think when it comes to a lot of the things that people of color, particularly black people, have been saying about the police for years, because I grew up in the Bronx, which is a police state. Sure. Um, my grandmother's projects literally had uh, an office where just police officers could be, and they would just come out fucking harass people. And the reason why is because of poverty. They needed to, like, they are the slave drivers. That's who they are. Yeah. They're keeping us in check. And when we're out there trying to make our own money, a.k.a. selling drugs, a.k.a. doing things that are illegal, like, look at all this marijuana shit that's happening. Everyone wants to pretend, like, Oh, isn't it nice that marijuana... I was like, motherfuckers, like, do you know what the cops used to do to people for just even having an, a little bit of weed? Like, this has always existed. And everyone has passed a blind eye because America had a great propaganda tool in terms of protecting cops and making them believe that they were keeping people safe. Where what it was is that they were keeping white people safe. Yeah. And that's all it was. And and then and then and then one day white people were not safe, and then they were like, "Oh, you know, we need to change the laws." But here's what happened: the, the reason why they got military grades because um, Islamophobia, still protecting white people. They got more power and they got more money because of racism. Yeah. They are a racist organization. Their currency yeah. is racism and white supremacy. That is what they function as. If you look at how they make money and, and how they get things. It is all fed off of protecting white people. And I hate to be like, oh, white people, but I'm sorry, isn't it true? Like, yeah. it's true. It's like, it's. My eyes are open to that now. And I, listen, I, like, I saw how they behaved when I was little. I didn't trust them. Uh, they were the enemy, they were always the enemy. Um, and it was fascinating to hear, like, when my cousins, husband became a cop everyone in the family was like what the fuck's going on here (laughs) you don't really do that to us like that was the vibe jesus and if you talk to and like who was it the person who was the pr person for nypd recently came out saying like yeah we're bad like yeah of course no shit (laughs) like yeah it's too late now like there's literally decades of evidence. And the fact that the only reason why it's happening now is that everyone doesn't have a job. Everyone's in the position of poor black people. Yeah. And we're like, they're like, oh, wait, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> like, this shit is new. 
No, I mean, I feel that way about the drug war. You know, yeah. uh, we suddenly had an opioid crisis in the Midwest, and we suddenly had poor white people being treated the way black people were being treated mm-hmm. in cities for decades. And then that's when everybody was like, we need to solve this. This is a disease. We need to decriminalize. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a public health issue, not a, a criminal issue. And, you know, I, I again, my eyes are closed. It, it was a public health issue when there was a crack crisis in the 80s, and oh, that's yeah, not the well, way they treated it. And... Again, it's all about not giving two shits about people who aren't you. I mean, that's it. Um, Because we're all funding the military that's destroying people overseas. Mm -hmm. Right? Every time you fucking pay those taxes, you're basically saying, hey, Uncle Sam, kill him. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. To bring this back around a little bit, too, it's it's insane, too, because our entire system, uh, you know, the whole thing is based on uh, English uh, civil law. Uh, we're, like we're basically back at that originalist thing again, because everything, our laws of evidence, uh, the way that we approach crime, uh, the way that we seek to rehabilitate or punish people, it's it's all steeped in like the 1600s uh, in those first Puritan colonies. Uh, yeah, we've basically just sort of been building the same machine uh, for the past 400 years. Uh, and, now it's tr- and that original uh, uh, system of law... What- that original system of law was for rich people and governors oh, yeah. to dominate yeah, the poor. Yeah, it, it was basically to, uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it was taking the king's will in England uh, and making it palatable to the nobles. Like, they're the ones that uh, advocate the Magna Carta, that whole thing. Like, everything was uh, done in service of those who had power, uh, the people with the land and the people with the soldiers. Uh, yeah, and that's what the entire system, our entire tradition comes from that. And we're still doing, still <laughs> well, doing it. Hey, baby, capital, capitalism is a great system because it gives you the false belief that, and, and it's kind of true, once you ascend and have money, you don't have to worry about these things because you are now protected. Yeah. Um, and while you're socially not protected, you are protected by the police, but that's not necessarily true. And so yeah. like... Especially for black people. Yeah. And so the, that's, the, that's the dilemma that I've had all my whole life. I grew up poor. I grew up brown, you know, Puerto Rican. So I got indigenous. I got black in me. And so I'm like, and and it's something that we, like when we say, we say their wealth. When you ascertain and get their wealth, like how much of it is it worth to get their wealth when you just become part of that system? No, I I definitely understand that. It's a tricky, it's like, well, do I... Like, is the, is the thing, should I just die poor? Is that, <laughs> is that how I live happy? And I think maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, if you, no, if you die poor, you suffer and you don't change the, yeah. you don't change the things that you want no, to change. No, 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 no. I think it's all about, eleva- it's all about elevation. I, 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 that's, that's been my thing only because that's just something that fits with my personality and my strengths. I think other people have different things that they can do to propel and, and, and help, but. Did you see Jay Farrow got, he got like uh, four cops surrounding oh, him, made him go on the crazy. floor? Yes. It's like, you know. It, it, what was it, I like a week before George Floyd or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, you know, I, I, being black and rich, it, you know, unless you have like security on you at all times, like that level of wealth. And even then, you know, but here's the it's thing. like you're, yeah. you're always a suspect. Yeah. But even when you enter these places, you see the racism manifests in other ways. I think we've all seen it when we enter these spaces and, and it's truly insidious. And, and 
Um, and people who are good people see it and they choose not to recognize it. And I think to me, that's where the change needs to happen. That's where the shift needs to happen. Yeah. It's not, it's not the people who are fighting for the Supreme Court who are, are going to take it all the way and expend all that energy. Those are not the people we should be talking to. It's not the people who've been oppressing us this whole time. These are not the people we should be talking to. It should be the people who have been watching. And when you look at them, they look the other way. Right. Those are the people you, 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 you tell them now, no, 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 you look at this. And then you talk with me about it afterwards because we have to do something about this. No, that's true. I mean, that was kind of what Me Too attempted to, to do, you know, and but I think successfully. On. I think yeah. there are things that have been helpful. Obviously, we're nowhere near where we need to be, but it's now something, a lot of things that I wasn't aware of, I'm so aware of now. And um, yeah, it's like this silent oppression that your privilege sort of keeps you from seeing, which is how I'm able to empathize with white folk. Cause I, I just like, there are certain things I just didn't see that happen. Yeah. I mean, look at us three fucking dudes talking, not a single woman. Great job. Um, great job, boss. We did it. It wouldn't do I'd it. I'd like to point out, this yeah. is called the Alexis Pereira Show. So let's... Uh, <laughs> program. A program. Program. Expert program. Oh, boy. No, you're our special guest, Lou. No room for women on this one. Oh, special. special guest. Is that because I'm yeah. a big old gay? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say fag, but I didn't know how that would come oh, yeah. I don't. I don't even hear that word. <laughs> And you I don't, don't even, even hear, hear it. You just it just it bleeps out in your <laughs> exactly in yeah. your ear hole. It just like it's Boop. that one and, and gypsy. <laughs> All right, just don't put the little asterisks in between. Uh, two great words. Um, it's definitely something I struggle with. Um, it's like this is kind of related. Mamadou wrote this great article about what it's like to be a black man pitching to white executives. And basically, they're, you know, one of the themes was that he, white executives are like kind of very giddy about black pain. Um, and they're like, ooh, how can I sell this? How can I sell this? You know, and it's interesting because I, I went through a very similar thing, not at his level. Um, but when I, when I first did my ISC Comedy Crip series, which, which you, you know, kindly worked uh, uh, on uh, years ago, um, I eventually got a bunch of um, general meetings with like, uh, IFC and Comedy Central, like, you know, uh, and they, it felt very weird having the same meeting over and over again, talking about being Latino to white people who have no idea what I'm talking about, but are just kind of like waiting to hear something painful enough that they think will be good for TV. And eventually I was just like, I don't really want to, not that I stopped doing comedy, but I was like, I really lost interest. But that's their understanding of us because that's all that has been projected to them. So they're never going to see, they're never, and also they're not going to relate to our joy. That's one of the things that I have discovered. You do not see my joy. You do not see the visceral joy I get when I see like, like if when I watch one day at a time, there are certain things that I've seen on that show. And it's not a perfect show, but it just hits me as a Latino so hard and it's so real and it brings me so much joy. And I'm like, they don't see that. And Netflix, who truly does not fuck, you can just have any fucking bullshit on there. Fucking got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, and it, I know. it speaks to that they've been trained. And this is a white supremacy thing. They've been trained to just recognize 
are pain and suffering because they kind of as entertainment and they do not recognize our joy because they do not see our truth because they don't see they don't see our lives they've never seen it they've never bothered and and truly we do understand their truth because it's been shoved on our throats oh yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cheers, uh, oh, Frasier, uh, <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Why the fuck do I have to know that toss salad and scrambled egg song? Uh. It's in my head. <laughs> but yeah, you can't fucking know fucking three fucking lines to a Mark Anthony song. Problematic, yes, but songs are fire. Oh, he's and a handsome man at that. I mean, he not, I mean, he's a handsome man, yeah. <laughs> Problematic. Um, no, yeah. Uh, it, that's a great point. And then when you watch the Latinos on TV, they they have to have like a quality that's in the news at the time. Like, you know, oh, can one of the people have an immigration problem? Can one of the people have, you know, like, I don't know. It's it, it, it basically you, you, you laid it out perfectly. You know, if you see Latino on like in the media, you have to get it. First of all. You mentioned something also about like how on Netflix, one day at a time, and Astronomy Club, they're like they're canceled. It's like if you're a person of color or you're black, you know, you have to get it perfectly right, perfectly right. Here's the thing: and if both and if not, one day at a time and Astronomy Club got pretty fucking close. Mm-hmm. Astronomy Club, I, listen, like I'm friends with them. It would have been hard if that show sucked because yeah. I would have had to have talked to them and pretend like it wasn't good, but it was good. I was overwhelmed with how good it was and and so proud of them. And and hopefully things will happen for them and hopefully they do because that is – I mean it's quality work. That's that – no, but you know it's funny. That's not what I meant even. Um, Like I meant that uh, what they'll say is for any show they'll be like, oh, you know it has its ups and has its downs but it will keep it up. But then for like people of color and and black people – uh, you know, I'm sorry to separate them, but I, I do feel there is like a oh, distinction there's a, there's sometimes. A, there's a huge distinction, and um, and they will say, "Oh, I'm sorry, we really wanted perfection, which doesn't." Yeah, exist. they want they they demand a, a breakout hit uh, from uh, from those uh, yeah yeah those types yes. of shows. Like they 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 has to reach level of success. We're just like, well, yeah, this is this has to be for it's not for everybody. It was so niche, like we have to cancel it. And, and it just it breaks my heart because like again it's something that when you, when I was a kid in the '90s I don't even know if things are changing the other way because there was Martin there was like Living Single you know there was a lot of really great shows but that was because uh, Fox was a new network uh, and they needed numbers and yeah. in order for them to and once Fox once Fox got up there you started seeing less people of color again yeah. it's once you reach a certain level. Hey, listen, it's the same thing about the train. Once you go a certain level uptown, the white people start disappearing. <laughs> and, and that's all it is. I, and I, this was a thing I did all the time. I would always, I would get on the train downtown. I would find a white person who was sitting and I would just wait by them. Because I was like, after 86, you're gone. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have a seat. That's an open seat. That's an open seat. And I always got that fucking seat. All I see Always got that seats. seat. Uh. <laughs> when I see white people, I see open seats past 86. Now, That's great. Now, now these motherfuckers are coming uptown, and I am furious. <laughs> I, am, I, I was like, it's up to five, but you're still here, bitch? There you go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's not getting off for dinosaur barbecue. Oh boy! Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, and I was like, where, where are you going? It's like, oh, I'm going to uh, 135th. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there was a, there was a time when I, I lived off. I'm from Queens Village originally, and uh, I'd have to I, after I got off the train, I take the bus. Um, but I do remember like when I got past Parsons or whatever, I did notice like some people. I'm like, oh, that guy fell asleep. That guy is still, <laughs> he's on here because he's asleep. Yeah. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Queen, Queens is different because Queens has a mix. Yeah, Queens that's is true. Very, Queens is actual diversity, but not, you know, like not neighborhood wise, but like in certain areas it'll have like, there's a bunch of Greek people, you know, in my, in my neighborhood, but a huge amount of Colombians, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Ecuadorians. Um yeah, but that 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 uh, the way it and you the way it's stratified like that, if that's the right word, uh, masks like racism. Yeah. And so I kind of grew up like in like a s- sort of black neighborhood, you know, of like uh, Queens Village. That um, you know, but like it, it, I basically was like, oh, there's like no racism in Queens, and I don't think there's racism in New York when I was a kid because I was like, oh, look, we there's people of color and. Everybody's all around. Everybody's different. Uh, and then, like, when I grew up, I looked back and I was like, holy shit. It was like black people live here. Latino people live here. Like, it, you know, it's like it was just people just didn't go into each other's neighborhoods. And uh, it wasn't a very like it was, as you said, it wasn't a very mixed place. The Bronx was mixed, but it was just two types. It was three types of mix. It was Dominican, black and Puerto Rican. Like, that was it. <laughs> it was Dominican, Dominican, black and Puerto Rican. We made fun of kids for being white. That's how. Mm. That's how like hood it was. Um, I didn't see a kid my age who was white until high school. Wow. Um, and and they were the minority. They like these white people. <laughs> <laughs> like we like we would just play out call about get in the back of the bus. Really? No, or we were like, or no, we loved the back of the bus. We were like, get yeah. in the front of the bus, you crack ass motherfucker. <laughs> like we would make fun of them. And so it was such a shock for me when I, when I came into like the real world, uh, and just be like, God, I was like, oh, these white people are getting shook when I talk the way I do. Um, yeah, my biggest um, uh, cultural clash was definitely UCB because even I'm very, I was very lucky I went to St. John's because it was a mixed school. Uh, definitely the theater was very white, so I, I can't deny that. But uh, there was a comfort level uh, with diversity there, and I allowed me to like really learn how to be a director and really learn how to like like act and stuff like that because I got into a lot of shows, um, which I don't think would have happened in like a very white school where people would be like, oh, you can only play this, uh, guy, you can only be in Guys and Dolls or something like <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, Alexis, no um, Man of La Mancha this year. You're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> There's some musical theater shit. But um, when I. <laughs> When I got to UCB, the biggest culture clash for me was how every people seem to have endless amounts of money and they seem to wouldn't stop until they got their way. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, where are these people from? And like it turned out they're all rich people from the Midwest or, or something like that. Yeah. There, what was interesting for me is because I was so me. They, I don't think they were ever threatened by me. Yeah. They were never threatened by me. I didn't talk like them, and so I wasn't necessarily getting their stuff. And also, I think because talent is a privilege, and I hate to say that. Like, I hate to, like, Absolutely. be like, oh, I was Absolutely. talented. But, like, I was. And so, like, 
these people who were kind of shitty to like other minorities weren't shitty to me. But that doesn't mean that's not the mistake that they made. They didn't think that I didn't talk to other minorities. <laughs> like when I would talk to them, I was like, they were like, yo, this person did X. I was like, they did? Man, fuck them. And then the next time yeah. they talked to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And they don't understand why I'm cold. I'm like, you're, you're shitty. You're a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that's true. We talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. Because there's three of us. Um, <laughs> like when we can't, like truly. Like, it was some crazy shit where they literally cut the only two black people on Harold Knight, right? Oh, no, 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 no. They cut Ed Yu. Was that the same? Cut, <laughs> I was hoping to escape cut, this. I was cut, hoping to escape this. Cut, well, I, I, I paid attention to every minority. And granted, your team was terrible, but you weren't that mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Uh, and but, this is back in 2009, like, <laughs> no, this is no, 2012. No, no. Okay. Like 12. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Alexis has um, been around for a while. <laughs> he has been around for a minute. But, like, it was fascinating. Like, I don't think they understood. It's like, no, no, you got to keep these people on no matter what. Like, uh, and because anytime I see a minority up there, I'm like, I don't care how bad you are. I just need you up there. I just <laughs> need you up there. Because eventually, because I know you're better than most of these white people. Yeah. You're better than most of them. So, like, they just don't get you. Um, and I don't even care how shitty you are. Like, I could personally not like you. Um, it depends on how you treat people. Like, there's certain things that I'll accept. But, like, and that's what we have, that's what we have to resign ourselves to. To be like, just please give us someone. Please give me a TV show. You know what's crazy? I... I have to glom onto black culture because there's no his- American Hispanic culture on television. Right. None. 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 Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they separate Latinos into black and white. Like I think that's what white people. Well, do, that's also know. internally that's our shit. Yeah, yeah. Too, because what happens is a lot of Latinos they'll they'll go and get those white roles. Oh yeah, <laughs> I see the Facebook posts. Okay. I see the Facebook posts. You know, yeah. and and you're also kind of like seeing a reckoning of those people. Like those people are kind of getting dragged. Like everyone's fucking getting dragged now. And as a gay man, it's like no, 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 no. I love it. Like I love fucking drama. I mean, also like I don't think it's a gay man thing. I got it from my mama. Like my mom loves that shit. My my like they all fucking ate up fucking gossip. And you know what? It's great. But this is not a gossip thing. This is just seeing people get theirs. And as a minority, it feels good. <laughs> it feels... It's crazy how good it feels, but it's, it's also, like, a tremendously painful time. Like, yeah. truly, I've never been through such waves of depression before in my life, but also such moments where I'm like, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> I needed this. And I think maybe the depression makes it that much greater. Like, cause like, you're like, oh, I that's how roller coaster works. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, I need a win. And then this white person gets dragged and it's just like the best. And um, I think we're going to end it on that. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lou. Thank you. That was amazing. Lou Gonzalez, everybody. Um, and uh, as always, my co-host, Alex Estrada. Lou's giving the thumbs up. Um, I don't have the premium package where it films us, but uh, oh, so, this, so we've been referring, we've been referring to what I've been doing and things, thinking that the okay, that's fine. Yeah, basically, we talked about it. But yeah. uh, thank you guys so much. 
anything, uh, anything you guys want to close with? Uh, Alex, anything to say? Uh, keep on trucking, Supreme Court. Um, <laughs> uh, you, can, you can follow. Yeah, uh, I'd love to promote my shit. Yes, please. Um, I'm Angry Lou on Twitter. Um, truly, I'm not good at tweeting, but um, I'm good at retweeting. <laughs> yeah, and you're a great teacher too. So if you guys have a chance to take improv with Lou, he's a, he's a fucking amazing improv. Yeah, teacher, I'm gonna right? um, I'm gonna get a website soon. Start teaching my own classes. So awesome. Yeah, that. that's I think it's totally worth it. The show the shows I've seen, and I'm not saying I don't say this about everybody. The shows I've seen, uh, an improv teacher needs to teach your students uh, um, two things: uh, form and also uh, how to uh, how to attack. And when I see your shows, I see your students do both. And I, I think I'm always impressed by that. So Thank good you. job. I have no compliments for you. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> not many people do. Not many people do. No, I'm the guest. No, 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 I'm the guest. Like it's not that's not my job. <laughs>